0: Operation D Move, But Dave, what about? Welcome to the Restless Midlifer, the podcast for those of us looking to rediscover the adventure in life. Find out more at RestlessMidlifer.com Welcome to the Restless Midlifer show, the show for those of you who want to regroup, reshape and redesign your life so you can recapture that spirit of adventure once again. It's episode 35. Dave, what's this Operation D Moob? And I've got questions. A quick reminder, if, irrespective of age, you are someone who has crushed that spirit of adventure, sacrificing your health, headspace, and freedom in the process, then head over to RestlessMidlifer.com and register your intention to re-adventure your restless midlife. That's (laughs) RestlessMidlifer.com Okay so this episode I'm recording actually the day after I recorded episode 34 and I would if you're going to listen to this episode I would suggest you listen to episode 34 because this episode is it's anticipating some of the potential listener questions around what I talked about last week yesterday but in terms of the podcast last week. Um, I remember recording it yesterday and um, I started to have some of these questions in my own reflections about it. So I thought I'll, I'll try to anticipate some of the listener questions. I'm sure there's more, but given that I last, in last week's episode, laid out my, what I'm calling my 133, my Operation D Move plan, my plan to strip away some of the weight to reveal what hopefully underneath are pecs, a, a, a decent chest. <laughs> Let, let's see. But over the tw- next twelve months, my plan, as I revealed last week, was to work towards Operation D Move, removing the man boobs and and just toning up and and slimming down. I um, will give a bit of background as to why in the last one. But I introduced my one three three, and for those of you who've listened a while, you you know that I, I talk about this from the perspective of my use of the one three five plan, which the interview with Pete Wilkinson um, in one of the earlier episodes we we dive into, because Pete Wilkinson was the originator of the 135, the world-famous 135 plan. Now, there's a few questions that I've kind of um, picked up in my own head that you might have, but please send any in, if you have any, Dave at RestlessMidlifer.com. Send me your 135, 123, or whatever plan it is, to for you coming in the coming 12 months but I think it'd just be useful to flesh out some of those questions that I thought I had that you might have to help clarify a few things and give you the context first thing first one Dave is there any before or after pictures no nobody wants to see those nobody needs to see those and that's not my style to be fair and to be honest um, you've no doubt seen loads of those kinds of things when somebody's selling a plan or a diet plan. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to, A, it's for me, it's my own commitment to myself, but it's also just a way of, for, for this. It, as uncomfortable as it is to to introduce this i want to just use it as a teaching an ability to teach through the idea of sweating sprouts developing habits having a big goal but then slicing down the cabbage the goal into sprout sized actions habits routines and rituals so the answer is no i'm afraid um next question i guess is dave that's a lot yes you've got a you've got one vision this the operation d move to slim down but that's still a lot there's three areas eat sleep sorry, eat, rest, move, and three three goals, if you like, within that. And yes, it is a lot or can seem a lot. And this is where I want to, um, to sort of encourage you to think about it from where you are and what you are seeking to achieve and not to overwhelm yourself. Now, I considered... Um, the uh, one, three, three. The, these three things uh, in each session. So nine, nine mini goals or mini activities, mini routines and rituals. I considered those on the basis of well, out of a pool of things that I could do, out of a pool of things that I've tried in the past. Because some of these things, and this is the key bit, none of the the, the nine things that I've got are not all completely new rituals, routines or habits. And I think that's important because I was trying to introduce nine, that would be overwhelming. That would be really, really well, it, it wouldn't stand up, I don't believe, to this to the challenges of day-to-day life in terms of sustainability. So though three for um the uh, eat, for example, the um going lower carb, the 16.8, which I'm already toying with making that 15.9, fasting 15 hours. Having a, an eating window, if you like, of nine hours, um, that um, they're things that I've tried, I've done, and they've worked for me. And when I'm into my, you know, d- day-to-day weeks, they fit into the routines of my my working life. I don't try to fast on a weekend because I'm I'm usually it's more social. There's more things going on, and, and food is a big social and important part of life. So I have learned where it works and when it does. If I've got quite a quiet, low-level day where I'm not actually working and potentially bored, then I know I'll bored eat. So reality is I'm not probably gonna stick to the 16 eight. So again, within that, I'm not rigid, I'm flexible and realistic, but I've come to learn that. So I'm not introducing something brand new because if I was, I'd be working up to it. I wouldn't be doing that. I just find, and this is where, as I said last week, I'm not a diet expert. I'm not recommending you do it. I want you to find what works for you. I've tested loads of things out and some things have stuck on the wall. You know, you chuck it on the wall and they stick. Some things don't. And that one for me has. The lower carb, it's not extreme. It's just about lowering it down. I'm going to come on to the measurement side in due course, because I think that's another question. But so what I've got really in the three for eat, the three for rest, the three for um, move are a mix and match. One or two new things. The majority of things I've tried over the past and I'm shrinking down the number of things I'm trying to focus on to things that I'm comfortable with that I know have worked but I just need to get some consistency and in order to get consistency I've got to be flexible and realistic not set myself too rigid a target but also shrink down the number of things that I'm focusing on Um, so that that's kind of the approach that I'm doing here's the thing it's not um, I it's a work in progress so this is my intention now. And this is why I've shared it where I'm not six months down the line. I'm showing you this is what's worked for me over the last six months. These are things that I've collected together and I'm going to report on every month to say, how am I going? And this is what I one day encourage you to do is not see something as a rigid plan uh, or something that you're stuck with. You can change. Give things plenty of time. Reflect soberly on the fact of this worked, why didn't it work or why didn't that work, Etc. Um, and But make decisions free from that driving sense that, might add guilt, sense of failure, those kinds of things. So it is a work in progress, and this is where I'm starting. But in a month's time, you might find out. I'll, I'll update a few things. Some things will have stuck, etc. Um, <clears throat> so the next thing is, um, question is, where do I start? Because you know, even a one through three seems a like lot. There's so many things I could do, and this is this is what I suggest. Because I, I, I suppose I've been working with a one three five now for. Go decade, if not more. Um, and I've come to shrink it down because that up op- that thing about focusing on less to achieve more, I think is very, very true. So for me, the one, three, five, I've now shrunk down to focusing on three things in each of the areas. But what I suggest is start with a blank bit of paper, start with a journal and just jot down what it is you want to achieve. Um, what, are, what's the one thing, if you like, the one sp- kind of goal that will move you in the direction of the bigger picture. So for me, I want to be healthier at 66 than I was at 45. And that's my direction of travel. God willing, you know, all of those things. So this Operation D MOVE, if you like, is a a shorter goal, a year goal that fits into that. So do that work. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. Then get another piece of paper where you jot down all the things you could do. Not should, forget the should. If you find yourself using should, then then think about what pressure or expectation or sense of you're adding to that. What could you do? Then what have you done in the past? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Just brainstorm it, I guess, put it all down there and start to pick out the lowest friction, the quickest wins, the things that you know will work. Start to narrow that down. And here's the thing, it's not that it's not about taking, making a bit of effort or having a bit of focus or intention or effort in. A particular habit or in, introducing a, a new habit or routine ritual. This is the starting point where we just start to say, well, where's the quick wins? Where's the things that are know work? And boil that down. So in fact, what I did with this was I did start with the intent of having a 135 for operation D move. In fact, I had a one-four. 10 for just about each thing but then i kind of thought well four's too many i need three three i can handle in my brain and it makes sense for me to categorize each rest move i'm not saying you do that you know whatever the goal is boil it down a bit and then that 10 i started to see actually there's things in there that i know i'm not going to do getting up at 6am to go for a run well yeah okay it's great i perhaps should do it but the reality is i'm not not only does it not fit with my lifestyle, getting up and, you know, uh, getting the routines going with Rosie for school, all that kind of thing. But it it affects the night before because I get a little bit anxious. And you know, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this, that and the other, I should try harder. But I'm not, because this is not the point. There'll be times when I will need to apply some commitment and effort. But at the beginning, I need to get things that I will do. And I know I'll comfortably do, or with a little bit of effort, do more sustainably. So whittle that down. And that's why I've whittled those things down to three of each. Some of them are new, so I'm testing and trying. Some I know I can do, and I can do sustainably because I've done it for a for time. And it's about getting the consistency for me. So see if you can whittle it down to... <sighs> A, a, an amount that's useful for your head to, to manage. And then don't over engineer. Don't overwork. It. Keep it something that is, f- that you know is flexible and a work in progress. And I think this is the key thing. These are a series of experiments. It is an experiment. I am, my 133 Operation D Mood is a series of little tests and experiments that I will check, recheck, change as I go forward. All in the intention of, is this moving me towards my goal? And is it fitting into the life that is unfolding? <laughs> You know over the coming months and year because I don't know what's going to happen so that's the point so it's being flexible and nimble if you like so I guess the next question is no Dave there's no measurements well you know if you're trying to lose a bit of weight, why don't you weigh yourself why don't you measure your calories in calories out why don't you um, measure your carbs because you talk about doing a bit low carb and here's the thing I'm not anti-measurement in fact you know I, for those of you who know I do my 60 burpees a day that's measuring it and I'm starting to track that this year to make to give myself an idea of am I actually doing it or am I kidding myself that I've done it? So I'm doing that, that's fine. So I'm not anti-measurement. Again, this goes back to know thyself. I know that over the years I've tried, I've tried the the bodybuilder approach of measuring every single gram of every single nutrient, I've tried the weigh yourself every day, uh, and that worked for a little while. But it then became counterproductive. I tried. I've tried various different things, and this is about it. Didn't stick for me. I didn't stick with it, and it actually got in the way. It hampered. It put grit in the in the system for me. It was friction. So I became more preoccupied with that, and to be honest, then ended up not doing it. So my intention at the moment is to progress and move forward without that. That doesn't mean to say it would be right or wrong or whatever for you. Do what you want and do what you think was work but test it. Give it enough time but test it. This doesn't mean to say that I won't introduce some sort of measure. I might need to tweak something to think actually you know what I am saying I'm low on carb but something's not you know I'm just not getting it maybe I need to focus on that. I don't know but the point is it is that work in progress. So for me measurement Yes, it's important, but it's about knowing what works for you. I've, I've noticed this in my business in certain ways. I'm not motivated by a, like a figure or a target. There are other things sort of, I guess what softer measures, if you like. So for me, the D move is it's a visual and it's a feel thing. And if I feel like I'm moving that way, then that's that's a good result. And yes, I do weigh myself every week, but um, that's not part of the success measurements for this 133. So again, do do what you think. Next one is um, you've got re- drinking less in rest, not in eat. And eat, drink I guess is part of that. but And I think that's, that's a fair comment. It, it could be. And again, this is where you've got freedom to put them in whatever category works for you. The reason the drinking less is in the rest is because I know that you know, particularly over Christmas, you know, you have a bit of downtime. You get in that habit of cracking open a, a bottle, of, a bottle of beer, or have a glass of wine, that kind of thing, and it becomes a bit more habitual, a bit more, more on than off. That my sleep deteriorates. That's why it's rest, because quality of sleep is is the is one of the keystone things to the success of the whole of this. Because if I sleep well. I wake up in a more motivated, positive mood. I cope more positively with the negative stuff. I can cope with emotionally and, and put stress in its place. I have the the a bit more of a positive or a lot more of a positive view of doing me exercise, me 60 burpees in the CrossFit. Um, and I just go through my day on a lot better even keel. So that's why it's in rest. So again, it goes back to this idea of what category do you want to put in? There's no rules. It's about what works for you. And again, it might be tested. It might be you might shift things around or reframe things. You're allowed to do that. Um, and I guess another question is, why haven't you done it before? Why haven't you achieved this already? Um, you know, you've been doing this for, for a long time, Dave. You've been in this business for a while. I think it's permission to be human. Yes, I have. Um, I've approached this as always with a curious mind and investigative mind, but there, are other, there have been other things. Life has got in the way. My business is a big... It's a big part of my life in a positive way, but it's also a reality that it's something that I have to ensure I get certain amount of income. It's not predictable like a salary. It's not routine like set at working hours. And whilst when I was in the police, I was working shifts, which in itself presents problems, it challenges to energy and sleep and that. It was also routine and predictable. For the police, I know some of you may be in NHS where for me, it's just when people explain their shifts, it doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to some of the shifts. But anyway, but the point is it provided routine and ritual. And when I'm one of the things I had to wrestle with when I left the police and, and started working on my business was finding my feet again in terms of what are the routines, rituals that work for me? So I, I talk about the restless midlife as regroup, reshape, redesign. Now you can do a bit of each of these. Uh, and you might pick reshape before regroup, etc. But for me, I spent a lot of years regrouping, recalibrating, resetting some boundaries, some some uh, routines, rituals, and learning lessons on that. And this is where the sprout sweater really came out of it—the idea that small but significant routines and rituals really help. And by regrouping, by putting stress in its place working on my sleep and relaxation although that you know that's had its ups and downs it's not perfect and it never will be it's a lot better than it was those things will have a massive knock-on effect to reshape and yes i've tried with reshape but part of the reshape actually this 133 has been on the back of uh, a good couple of years getting into crossfit first year or so pretty inconsistent consistently inconsistent i would say but the last year getting more consistency hence that the 60 burpees a day i wouldn't recommend you start from cold but i had built up with crossfit behind so um things like the crossfit goal in the 133 of training three to five times a week if i was doing that from cold that would be unrealistic and it would risk me injury and burnout now though on the back of the the two years that i've had i'm you know, I have been compli- pretty much doing three a week, depending on whether I've had a, you know, run down with a cold or, you know, we had the lockdowns at times. I've been pretty much doing that. So there is, um, an element of just pulling some of these pieces together and sort of nailing my colors to the mast on this. So the reason I haven't done it before, I guess it's always reasons you could call them excuses or whatever, but it's more about, um, you know, self-compassion. It is what it is. I'm where I'm at. I'm ready to focus on the reshape. And I've done a lot of work on the regroup beforehand. So I guess that's my that's my answers to the questions I think you might have. I'm sure there'll be some more. So please do give me a shout and let me know. Dave at RestlessMidlifer.com. Key thing that I would like you to think about, I guess, is whether it's Operation D-Move or whatever you call it, whatever that one, that next year, that 12-month direction of travel you know what what do you want to achieve let's see if we can get a reason be specific you can use measurements if you wish use what works for you how do you then slice that cabbage down into some key objectives and uh, no more than three i would suggest but it's not for me to be rigid uh, and then some key goals or rituals or routines within that And i'm going to talk about this because the the one three three i'll talk about this in a future episode they're not habits each one is not a habit so going to crossfit is not a habit it's a collection of Of habits that form a routine. Um, So I'll talk about that in a future episode as well and how we can sort of almost have the domino effect. What's the one thing that if we tap that, it leads to a compliance with a, or the completion of a number of habits. But ultimately, what is it that you would do? What are the ideas? And then pick out the lower friction, things that you definitely will do. Maybe pick one or two challenging things, but not too many because the key point is not to overwhelm, to give yourself a fighting chance to get moving. And once you're moving, you can tweak, you can change, you can rejig, you can rethink, you can go with it, whatever. It's that self-compassion and that flexibility. So that if, as we do with New Year's resolutions, things fall by the wayside, you pick it back up once you realize and you dust yourself off, you're compassionate with yourself, you look at what happened, what can you tweak and you move on. So what would be, your goals your what would be your goal your 133 123 155 5, 110 whatever it is but let's see i'll be interested to know what yours are what are your goals mine's operation d move if you want to join me on operation d move give me a shout and we can uh, we could share that journey as well together so that's it for this week uh, we have a, a an interview uh, next week with um, Carolyn hobday who is a midlife uh, expert working particularly with women uh, seeking to shift and change their identity their sense of identity in midlife and it was a great conversation so uh, join me next week take care for now thank you for listening to the restless midlifer if you've enjoyed it would really help the show to reach more people if you could leave a five star review using the rating function in your app or on the website and don't forget to connect with me and others at the take care for now i hope you've enjoyed this episode of the restless midlifer for more links and details relating to the episode and the show visit restlessmidlifer.com and it would really help if you go to the show in your podcast app click on review and then rate the show and share why you value it until next time proudly live your own restless midlife take care